Are we ready? Yes, everybody. If you hear us taking pauses, we're just checking our our audio whenever there's like an awkward pause or transition. Um, intro. Welcome back. My name is Man. She's Joe. We uh, we're tired, but we're also wicked awkward massholes who talk about movies, TV, music, and books every Wednesday. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wham Six One Seven. Yes. Oh my God. What episode is this? Like one fifty eight. One fifty eight. Yeah. Good God. Congratulations. We're like year three. This is nuts. We just like to talk. <laughs> we might cut this at two hundred episodes. Retire. No, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It depends on like. Can you imagine Life. we only come back for like the worth it movies and shit? The worth. Let's just talk about something else. Okay. Okay. So I watched a couple things. You watched a couple things. But I'm a little intrigued as to what is Uma? You don't remember? No. Uma? Or Uma? Well, I'm reading it like Uma, Uma Thurman. Is that with one M? Uma's with one. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is a horror movie, right? Well, oh, we're going to use that term very loosely. It's with Sandra O. Oh. Yes. yes, the mama. Yes, who has? I think it's Oma. Oma. I think it's Oma. Oh, because it's it's Korean for mom, mother. Okay. Um. So I'm just gonna give you the quick synopsis so I don't butcher it. Amanda, played by Sandra O oh of Grey's Anatomy fame, mm-hmm. and her daughter live a quiet life on an American farm. But when the remains of her estranged mother arrive from Korea, Amanda becomes haunted by the fear of turning into her mother. <laughs> We're all um, consumed with that fear. Uh, yes. So, Fivel, Fivel, Fivel Stewart plays her daughter, Chris. Um, the only other person of note is Dermot Mulroney. That guy who's in, like, everything. Oh. Yeah, he plays Danny, who owns, like, the little mom-and-pop convenience store. So, Amanda, Sandra O. Oh, is afraid of electricity because you see in the very beginning that her mama used to literally electrocute her as a form of punishment. <gasps> what the fuck? So in her adult life on their farm, they have zero electricity. They do pump water from the well, do a lot of like kerosene lamps and flashlights. Talk about fucking trauma. Basically. So Jesus. Chris has grown up in this life of no electricity, but she knows that it's out. The internet exists but she um, is of college age. She's like 17, 18. She wants to go off. And her mom's like, no, they run a farm at large, but they specialize in honey. They have a, their own beehive. And Danny, the store manager, has already been selling them offline. So she's been making a decent like amount this. of money. Um, <laughs> I already don't like this. But then this dude comes from Korea, right? And he has a big old suitcase with him. And turns out it's Amanda's uncle. And he's like, yo, mom passed. Um, here's her remains, basically. And, like, little things that she wanted to be with her when she died, like a, a gown, um, a mask, and, like, a wooden mask. And um, it has to do with a ceremony. I'll never take a mask with me to the grave. And it came with a very nice, like, ceramic vase with her ashes in it. And already like we know we've seen in flashbacks that mama wink was not good mm. to amanda whose name is not really amanda that's mm. like what she Their gave American herself name yeah um and they don't have it on imdb but it's suyun 
Because it's Sue, S-O-O-Y-H-U-N. Okay. Like Suyun? Something like that. Anyway. Um, so she would be hearing her mom's voice. Okay. Very ghostly in nature. Okay. Um, daughter has no idea, right? Um, daughter actually got a college application and was putting it in a typewriter to type it out. Remember? Because mama don't oh, like electricity. Do computers, yeah. Yep. And, uh. Of course, mom was mad. She's like, what do you mean? You would, you don't want to be on the farm and help me with the honey and be with me for your rest of your life. You know what I mean? But she's like, mom, I got to be out there. I got to, I need I, friends. I have no you friends. Know, I feel bad for, for people. I'm sorry to cut you off. You're good. I, I feel bad for people who have children with this idea in mind that their children are just going to take over yes. their lives when they're gone. Like you setting specific goals and expectations for these humans that you're bringing into the world just for the sake of bringing them into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never open a business and expect my children to want to keep that business. Yes. You know what I mean? Unless they wanted to. Right. And not because it meant something to me. Like, I want it to mean something yeah. to you. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to push my kids to be writers or podcasters just because I was. Yeah. If they're inspired to do those things on their own, then great. great. If I open a fucking bodega... Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not expecting, expecting my child to give up opportunities to well, run or keep my dream. And that's where parents sometimes, I don't want to say fail, but it's they, fail. they fuck up. It's fail. Because they put all these expectations on their kids, which is A, cruel, and B, it ain't going to happen because it's th- it's pressure. Right. Do you remember, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Proposal with um, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. and yeah. yeah. So do you remember how like... Um, so Ryan Reynolds' character is from Alaska, and his dad owns, like, half of this little town. Yep. And he's like, you need to come back home to run these businesses. And he's like, I want to be a fucking writer. Like, And I'm sorry that I'm your only child, yep. and you're landing all these expectations on me, but I don't want to. And then all of a sudden, you become a disappointment to your parents. <sighs> this hits too close to home. Girl. But not with business. Mama wants to, like, sell my uterus. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. she wants those grandbabies. Yeah. And it's just like. You can't bank your happiness on my uterus. No. Because it ain't happening. And I feel bad for women out there that are like, oh, I'm going to have this child and this child's going to make me happy. And it's just like, you can't put that kind of pressure on someone else. It's going to build resentment eventually. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's like. It's a lot. Women who have daughters, like, I don't expect either of my children to want certain things. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're 11 and 7. They want to play video games and watch anime. And I don't have anything in my mind of, like, oh, I can't wait until they get married and they have their babies. And I'm just like, I just want to see what's going to go down. Oh, I, oh I'm excited. I just want to see. Especially with because... Oh. She's she's a tough nugget. She man. is, but I think the one that's going to catch me by surprise is Kane. Oh, yeah. it's always oh, the quiet ones. ones. Yeah, it's always the quiet always. ones. Ha, hello. Yeah, but so, but I don't have she's so spunky. I don't have that weird expectation of like, oh, Kira in her white dress or or any of that. Like, I don't have those weird expectations. Yeah. I don't well, maybe know. because we know better. Maybe that the world is very different and people are different. Yeah, and society is not cut and dried no more. If anything, I'm more fear for them. Yes. But expectations. like We're, we're so, getting off topic here. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but I, I was just going to bring it back. But is that like basically what it is? Like she's just expecting her daughter to take over the farm? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. But also she has this fear, right, of becoming her mother. Like it's a it's a 
Legitimate fear. Legitimate fear. However, whoever made this movie, I forget, is literally putting that in literal terms. Because Mama, Uma, is now deceased and yeah. apparently is on the farm, right? She's, and like, haunting the farm? She's Oh, she's haunting her daughter. Oh. Okay? Because she's like, yo, no. <laughs> let me in. Like, trying to possess her. I'll never forgive Maria. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forgive her. But she's like... I could be such a better mother to your daughter. Like, oh, oh, oh the trauma toxic. things. Toxic. Even as a ghost. Oh, like, my God. So anyway, it's the typical spooky things. Like, she sees, you know, a flutter of fabric in the corner of her eyes. She's hearing her mom's voice. She's having these walking nightmares. Like, typical horror movie fashion. Um, <sighs> and there does come a point where her mother, Uma, is like, let me the fuck in. Like, you, we, you are me. Like, but Amanda's trying so hard not to be her mom because she was abusive. Mm. And her daughter, Chris, doesn't understand why her mom is hiding all of these old electronics in their basement that's padlocked because she's a scared of electricity. And she had told her daughter, it's because I'm, I have a sickness and I can't be around electricity. Like, that's another thing. Can't yeah. you just be honest with your kids? Exactly. And her, her kid is fucking 17, 18. Like at this point, she can form her own opinion. Exactly. But not only that, she was so afraid of becoming her mom that you're kind of becoming her your mom. Yeah. Even though she wasn't abusive, she was still like trying to keep her daughter with her. Um, like it's her a different type be... of abuse. It doesn't mean yeah. that it's not abusive. Exactly. And her mom was always like, "Oma," was always saying to her daughter, "Like you need to don't leave me. You can't run to America." This is why, like, like if you're gonna have children, have more than one because you can't do that. You can't just yeah. like. But, like, her mom's soul was basically tied to her because her mom was, like, obsessed with her daughter. But her daughter ran off to America because she, her mom was giving her trauma. Crazy. Yes. Um, and so she was in death. That's kind of the gist. I, I'm going to ruin the, No, I'm not going to ruin this. Did you not like it? I did not like it. Oh, you know why? Why? Ball ring. What? Ball ring. Boring. 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 Nothing new. No new scares. No new Is this a waste of talent for Sandro? 100%. Like, this this felt like an outline to me. Like, a movie outline. There's no... I hate using the word all the time, but it makes sense. There's no nuance. There's no... Wow. There's no development that makes sense to me. Do you remember that clip that I sent you about... um, Ah, fuck. Who was it that was talking? Oh, it was this kid from the movie Nope. Mm, and mm. he was like, you know, it's it's if there's a metaphor in the movie, it's the director's job to bring that metaphor to life so that people understand it. And if because I always said, like, did we miss something mm. or was the director fucked up? So is that what this is? Is it supposed to be like a whole thing of like turning into your what you're afraid of? Yeah. Was the metaphor missed? Because it sounds like it wasn't missed. It was just poorly executed. Yeah. Or it wasn't just there was no excitement for me. It it just was usual. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't anything, like, the mom wasn't Recycled even... Recycled garbage. Thank you. That's exactly Jesus. what I was thinking of. Even Sandra, like, yeah, she's good, but she just acted scared the whole time. Like, there was, like when she was possessed by her mama, because it does happen, and it's not a spoiler, because you see that in trailers, mm-hmm. um, you see her features start to morph into her mom. Mm. No, it's very subtle, so it's not... Is that not... at least, like, a little creepy? No. 
Like, it, it was just kind of bland. And the way it ended was extremely expected and really, like, um, a cash-in. What's that word? Like, a, they phoned it in. You know what, what? I mean? What you know, mean? like, they just phoned it in. Like, they tossed the towel. They forgot wow. putting oh, in just, effort. Oh, just throw this in there. Yes. Last minute. Yep. Bullshit. Yep. So, Saving grace. Like I said, it was wow. just, like, base. It was basic. It was a basic movie. It didn't give me... Why do they do this? I don't know. It was a waste of everybody's acting abilities. Dermot Mulroney is a big name, and, well, to me, dude's been around. Yeah. He had a very small role. But I I'm, don't know. I'm, yeah, no, he has been around. I just, I, like... I was very why disappointed. Why not take the money and put it into something else? Like giving houses to homeless. Like, <laughs> Yo, Jesus. anything would have been better than this. Uh, oh, God. I'm yeah, so sorry. I, actually, let me see what IMDb gave it, because... I'm I'm curious if it was just me. Probably. Oh no, I'm DB four out of ten, which is wow. what I would have given it. Yep. Yeah. So that's low. It's sad. Like it's it's it was just. Do me a favor. Yeah. Can you go and look and see how many how what uh, rating IMDb gave Velocipaster? <laughs> because I literally <laughs> I gauge my my. My stuff on that. I gauge my, well, yours, actually. Okay. Five out of ten. Oh, my <laughs> God! This is what I'm talking about! <laughs> uh, this is yeah. what I'm talking about! Like, Velocipaster, like, you said, whatever the fuck it was, right? But it's like, yo, if if something like this, like a homemade movie, can get a higher rating... It gave it a four point six, so it's technically a lead of point four points. But I don't care; it's still, it's still a lead. That's well, because that one's at least funny. Like it's so yeah, bad, it's funny. It made you feel something. Yes. Yeah. This one was just me. Like, See, flat I'm line. sorry, I was but like it, I can't finish it. Like I, I admire because I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out hope that something good will come of it. And I, I was like, oh, are they going to bring... I was genuinely curious. I said, oh, I don't know a lot about Korean history. I was like, are they going to bring in some of, like, the legends, yeah. you know, of the afterlife or whatever? Lore. Yeah. Nothing. Wow. Well. So sad. I'm so sorry. And I was looking it. forward to... And it's on Netflix now. Like, I was like, oh, I forgot about this. This looked good. Fresh. It is on Netflix. I forgot about that. Yep. So, um, well, maybe avoid... Sorry, sorry, disappoint you on that one. Sorry that you had to go through that. Well, I watched something. Oh, I'm currently watching something that's actually piqued my interest on Apple TV show called Blackbird. Where did I put it? Tell me because I think I think I've heard someone else was watching this. Mm, I'm interested to see who that might be, or maybe it was you, and I'm thinking it was somebody else. (laughs) Makes sense too. Um, so Taron Egerton, Egerton. <gasps> I love him. So for those of you who don't know him by name, he Kingsman. was in the Kingsman. He was Rocket Man. He was Elton John. Yep. Um, he's in a bunch. Among other things. Yeah. He's in Sing 2. He plays Johnny. He does. He sings for Johnny too. Yep. Uh, the Sandman. Oh, what? Yeah. The new series coming out? Yeah. Who do you play? Um, I've never, I've never read the comics, but I need to. Is this the one with Neil Gaiman? Is that? Yeah, it's his, it's his baby. Okay, so James McAvoy, Michael Sheen. Oh my God, Kat Dennings. 
Yeah, like it's a banger. So then, MG Circus. Oh my God, is in this. Where is he? Oh, John Constantine. Oh! 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 So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're getting there. So, um, but in Blackbird, like I said, available on Apple TV, IMDb gives us an 8.3 out of 10. And I honestly, I'm up there. I'm like giving it an 8 as of right now. And I think I've only watched three episodes. So it's Taryn Egerton, Paul Walter Halser plays Larry Hall, Greg Kinnear, oh. Ray Liotta. Oh. Um, it was you that told me about it because then we talked about how Ray's dead. Yeah. Yeah, which I didn't fucking know. So anyways, let me just read you. Can we stop? Okay. So Taryn plays a guy named Jimmy Keene, and this is based on a true story. Okay. So Jimmy Keene is sentenced to 10 years in a minimum security prison, but he cuts a deal with the FBI to befriend a suspected serial killer. Keene has to elicit a confession from Larry Hall to find the bodies of as many as 18 women. Now, what happened is, is that... Why the fuck am I not watching this? Listen. So, Jimmy gets pinched for... So, he was like a football star in the making, Mm. right? During his high school career. Yeah. um, No. You know? Well, you would know by the way they dressed. I want to say, like, (laughs) well... It kind of looked like 90-ish, like in the 90s set type of thing. So maybe but early it looks, 2000s. But it looks also, yeah, like it just, it's in that, it's gotcha. not that old. It's it's definitely not before the 90s. Gotcha. And if it is, I'm very surprised. Um, but yeah, go ahead. So Jimmy was like a football star in the making. I think he got hurt or whatever and then turned to selling um drugs and there was weapons and all this shit so he if you find the year let me know he um got caught up or whatever was caught they arrested him at home um after like investigating him for for however long the dea arrested him um now when he went to court they offered him a deal, right? He was looking at a lot more time because of the types of weapons that they found, the amount of drugs. It was probably like six kilos of fucking coke Jesus. in there. Yes, it was like a ridiculous amount of yep. shit. So the they went in there and they're like, oh, you know, if you just take the plea deal, his dad went to him. He's like, just take the deal. They're going to give you five years. You get out early and with good behavior. Just leave yeah. it at that. Girl. The DA betrayed because when he went up there and he pleaded guilty, the judge was like, we're sentencing you to 10 years with no possibility of parole. That's trash. And he was livid. So he's in jail. We're about eight months in and he gets approached by the FBI. Girl, this is a series developed by Dennis Lehane. Yes. I forgot to tell you that. Yes. What? When I was watching it, the credits were, I was like, oh my God, Dennis Lehane. Are you fucking serious? I need this in my life. Yes. It's so good. I'll give you my Apple login. I know you guys are jealous. (laughs) Please do, because I keep asking you for it. You don't give it to me. Yes, I will give you. I'll write it down as soon as I'm done talking. So, um, in the first episode, he's approached by the FBI. He's about eight months in, and it's the same chick that arrested him. Um, and she's like, "Oh, it looks like you've made a lot of friends here because he's very charming. The guards like him. The other inmates like him. Mm-hmm. He fits into every 
circle in the prison. And so they think, oh, and at the same time, you're watching um, the interview for Larry, like them trying to like arrest this guy, right? So they offer Jimmy the deal, but he has to go to... um, what prison? Oh God! What prison is it that he ends up in? Let me see if I can. If it's not I the one with Chris Hemsworth, is it? Spiderhead? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my God! Imagine. Let me see if I can. Nope. It's gonna play the episode. Um. What prison is it that he ends up? It's like a huge maximum prison where they have other serial killers. Yes, and it's okay. like it's for the um, the the criminally insane. Oh God! And I think it's in. Wait, real. Yes, it's real. This is all based on a on a on a thing. Oh my god. I can't remember what prison it is. I couldn't tell you. Fuck. And it's in like I don't it's not Missouri. It's in, it's in Illinois. It's in Mich- I can't remember, but it's, it's like, like it's like like, like Dahmer would have ended like there. Like gotcha. type of shit, right? It's yeah. for the criminally insane and they were telling him like, you know, this is no joke. Like this it's not this. This place is like full of crazy people. So he, it takes him a minute, but eventually he takes the deal. And the reason why he gets picked for it is because he's able to basically talk to anyone Mm. and whatever. So they're like trying to prep him and have him go over the case and whatever. So now Larry, on the other hand, right? Is it Greg Kinnear? Is that what I said? Okay. So Greg Kinnear is investigating, like they found a body in a field and he puts together a string of these that happens or whatever. And this is in the early nineties because we had just come up with, um, like all the stations were talking to each other. All the police uh, stations yeah, finally yeah. started communicating. So this was in the early nineties. Got you. Um, yeah, it didn't say online. Yeah. So, um, they, they find this girl and they tie other murders that are similar. Right. And they cross state lines. So he goes to another state um, to investigate this one particular guy, Larry. And the police department there... Oh, God, if I were a cop, I would literally beat the shit out of all these guys. They had investigated this guy before. And they chalked it up to, like, oh, Larry just likes to confess to things. He's like a serial confessor and blah, 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 blah. Little did they fucking know... You always think you're going to be a better detective, but... (laughs) And then what pissed me off is that, like, they went on TV, like, when they finally arrested Larry, they went on TV, like, the police department that failed, and gave credit to the three police officers who had initially let him go. So the reason why Jimmy's being pulled in to get a confession out of Larry is because Larry is about to be like, go, because every piece of evidence is circumstantial. They don't have genuine proof to lock him away. But they all know that it's him. So they're like, we need you to go in there and try to get him to confess to where the bodies are. Now, Larry is a twin brother, but something happened in the womb that the other brother got all the good looks, all the athleticism and all the shit. So when you look at Larry and his twin, you can't believe that they're twins. Mm. Clearly, there's something missing in Larry's brain. He was a grave digger for a living. And he also worked in... um like cleaning and stuff like that. So his truck, spotless. He knows just where to dig, just where to bury. Suspish. 
every single thing. So Greg Kinnear is like, how is it that you've not thrown this guy? Oh, it's just Larry. I've known him since high school. Like it's, and this is where I have an issue with like, I know that when you're a police officer, you can only police in your city, but I feel like that also becomes an issue because it's like you grew up with these people and if the town is small Bias. enough, you exactly, you just let shit slide. And that's what was happening with Larry. So Larry would go in there and he'd be questioned. He'd be like, yeah, I did that. Oh, wait, no, I didn't. Okay, Larry, you're just weird. So we're just going to let you go. 14 girls. 14 that they knew of. They should be in prison just for that. So um, it's, I think we have, nope, I don't want the camera. Get away from me. Um, we have how many episodes so far? How can I see that? Oh, it's it's a weekly thing. Yeah. Ugh. So, um, it's a new episode every Friday. We're four episodes out right now, and then um, the fifth episode is on Friday. Um, Taryn got so jacked and cut for this. He looked it. Oh my god, he looks really good. Like, homeboy looked good. He gives me Johnny Cash vibes mm. in this show. That's where that's where I'm at. Dude so, is very versatile. He is. He could be Elton John. He yeah, could be a serial yeah, killer yeah. and a British spy. Come on. And he's like he's very intelligent in this show. Um, he's very cunning. Again, he's very charming. It's just he's he's so good. The acting is so good. The guy that plays Larry. Fucking creep. What a creep. Oh, my God. Such a fucking creep. I can't. I can't. Let me see. Let me see. I can't. Oh, I could have just showed you. Here. It's it's that guy on the left. On my left. Yeah, he looks like a fucking creep. Ugh. But I'm excited for it. I'm watching it. I'm like, right, I gotta I'm get going, going then. It's I so gotta, good. yeah. So, go watch that. Well, it's great. After I finish. Yes. I will, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell me about um, Puppet Master or do you want me to go into Persuasion real quick? Persuasion. Okay. So Netflix, Persuasion. Um, This is a Jane Austen story brought to life by Netflix starring Dakota Johnson. Is there romance? It is a romance. Um, Really funny though. It's It reminded well, yeah, it's me of, um, what's that Sherlock movie that Millie Bobby Brown was in? Enola Holmes. Yes, in the sense that, like, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking. So a lot of the times when Dakota Johnson um, is narrating, she's talking to the camera. Okay, that's different. Yeah. But I get it because if it was a book. Yes. And I read a sock on another reader. Yeah. Here we go. Eight years after Anne Elliot was persuaded not to marry a dashing man of humble origins, they meet again. Well, she sees her second chance at true love. So, first of all, the guy's not dashing at all. None of these men are dashing. None of these men are dashing. Um, (laughs) Is that just us having high standards again? I just, like, these men fit the time period. Put it that way. What's the time period? Um, I mean, it's Jane Austen. So, back old. Way back. Old, okay. Everybody wears dresses. Back when you were marrying your cousin type shit. You know what I mean? That's yucky times. Okay. Um, Yeah, but let me give you this cast. So, it's Dakota uh, Johnson plays Anne Elliot, which I thought was so funny because um, she also plays Anna. 
Anne and Anna. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Um, so Wentworth, which is the love interest, his name is Cosmo Jarvis. The fucking name. Richard E. Grant. Yeah. Plays um Sir Walter Elliot. Yolanda Kettle plays Elizabeth Elliot. Which, which like, like, does Jane Austen use any other names? Probably. I mean, are they not all family? They they have nothing to do with. Excuse us. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The sounds of Lawrence. Lawrence. So, um, there's a really good mixture of background ethnic backgrounds in this movie. Okay, it's so good. I love it. Um, I didn't hate this movie. I liked it. I liked the the melodrama and all that shit. And it's very much like. So they were very much in love, right? And it's clear in the beginning, but he's a sailor and he was like a low sailor from, like it says, humble beginnings, you know, so he was poor and she had money. So she was talked by her governess to, I think that's what it was, to not marry this man because he's not rich. She doesn't have money, right? And she's like one of, she's the middle child of three sisters. Her youngest sister is already married. So we jump into the future like eight years. So her youngest sister is already married and has two kids. Her eldest sister um, is a total dick face, um, along with her dad, who's very vain. Like, he's got paintings of himself all over the house, stares in the mirror for hours. Oh, yeah, very much. Very much so. Um, And the sister is very, like... So, like, if there was a suitor that came to the house, she'd be like, oh, Anne, thank God you're here, because that way they can see me compared to you. And answers very like, okay, well, you're full of yourself. But um, she's also seems to be very independent um, and sometimes too proud type yeah. of thing. So so the, the younger sister's in-laws, right? She's like really close with all that family. So they were like, oh, Sir Wentworth is coming and he's got all this money. And she's like, shit, like I fucking broke his heart. He probably hates me. So they meet. Um, clearly there's something there. Um, and one of the in-laws, the girls or whatever, she was like, oh, maybe you should try to like pursue him to see what happens. And she's like, mm, no, I don't think so. Cause not everybody was aware that they had a thing going on. So, um, the same sister-in-law who told her to pursue him starts pursuing the dude. Yeah. Also hashtag rude. Right? What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, wait, that's like. But then again, it's kind of Anne's fault because she, like, pulled... Okay, so they're, like, about to sit for dinner, and he's sitting at, like, at the table, and the sister-in-law pulls the chair for Anne, but Anne avoids it. So then the sister-in-law is like, oh, I guess I'll just sit here then. And, like, the way that she told Anne to act towards this guy to, like, reel him in is the way she's acting. So, of course, they start to have a thing, and she's, like, fuming, but she can't just be like, oh, well, if, you know, no, because I'm interested, like, whatever... They're not talking to each other. So Anne starts to find other things to occupy her time with, still suffering. And he he's not handsome. I'm sorry. Show me. No. And the no. thing is, no. and the thing is, hold on. I'll do you one better. Um, this other dude comes in. Oh, God, it's not going to fucking show me unless I... Is it going to be loud? Okay. So, this other dude comes in. Fucking hell. 
Hold on. So the other love interest is her cousin. Gross. Yeah. Which is that guy. Right? So then... This is all kinds yeah, of weird. Yeah, it's this dude. He's her cousin. Why are you making that face? She was in Gold Digger. Who? The, um, the sister? The older sister? The she was sister? in the cart with her? In the carriage with her? Oh! Yeah, that's, that's the, the governess. She was, uh, she played Julia's best friend that got with her husband after they divorced. Oh. So here he is in all his glory. I don't like him. He looks dirty. Yeah. I just, I, I said, oh my, my God, God, that, that was, was the most bad, bad thing, thing to say. Was it? No, he looks kind of yucky. I just, I He didn't. just looks like not clean. <laughs> no. And I mean, he's a sailor, whatever. But still, I mean, for what it was, it was cute, adorbs, whatever. Um, obviously, there's the whole thing that plays of like, we loved each other one day, but then I broke your heart. So now you kind of hate me, but you still love me. And we'll, and then you find out that like someone's getting married. So obviously, you're assuming that, okay, well, fine. It's If they must, it's fine. I'll be here to support you in any way that I can. Let's be friends and all this other bullshit. And there are things like... So there's a part where they're in that carriage. She's like talking about the cousin and she and the the governess was like, oh, you should pursue him or blah, blah, blah. She's like, he's a 10. And she's like, so she goes, I never trust a 10, which girl, same. Yeah, seriously. But also, I know you weren't saying shit like that back in 1637, okay? No. (laughs) What the fuck? He's a 10. You watching too much TikTok? TikTok? For real. Exactly. No. Not Jane Austen. But, I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> but I feel like Jane Austen would if she lived in if these she, times. Yeah. If she lived, yeah. Because she's yes. such a feminist too. And it's just like, I feel like this is Jane Austen's vibe. Yeah. So like for what it was, it was adorable. I probably will never watch it again. But, um, this was a nice distraction. So it was, it was well bag. done. It was well done. Um, I definitely got, uh, Bridgerton. Yes, it looked um, like it. What's the other thing that I saw? Pride and Prejudice vibes. Like somewhere in between that. Um, I enjoyed it. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you know what happens. And exactly. You only and like the, the guys weren't even hot. Like, yeah. <laughs> they did. They were. What's wrong with us? What was refreshing was is that there weren't children in this. They were all adults. Yes, that's that's always nice. Um, yes. Because I do... Adults playing adults. Yeah. No, but I do remember, like, in Pride and Prejudice, um, like, the younger sisters were 15 and 16 getting married, and in this in this movie, um, Dakota Johnson plays... I feel like she's in her early to mid-20s, and the youngest okay. sister, who's probably, like, in her even earlier 20s, late teens, is the one that's, like, married and has two kids. But they're always asking her, like, where are your children? She's like, I don't know. How the fuck would I know? Like, she birthed these kids and just like, whatever, go do your own thing. I want to go to parties. Yeah. It's very much that vibe. Um, it was wow. funny. It was funny. I'll give it that. It was funny. Um, I mean, it's cute. Whatever. Comedy drama? A little bit. A kamama? A k- that's not correct. <laughs> I don't think that's correct. A cum rom? Oh my god. Now we're stepping into nasty. All right. So, um why don't you talk to me now that we're done with all that? Um The Puppet Master. I really was like, "What?" You started saying like, "Oh, it's a documentary." And I'm like, "About Metallica?" And you're like, "What?" 
Because I'm thinking the master. I didn't of connect the two, but then I did after you said that. I was well, like, well, oh. because the world is obsessed with Eddie Munson right now and Metallica. Rightfully so, ladies and gentlemen. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Um, So, no, the puppet master colon hunting the ultimate con man is what the real title is. What? Is this con man a serial killer? Con men just don't do it for me. No. <laughs> well,. Me neither, but apparently it does it for other people. Listen, though, he's an asshole. Listen. Like, I'm into murderers and cults. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm with you, though. I'm same Z's. Seriously, same Z's. Same Z's, okay. So, this is actually a British docuseries, right? And it's three episodes. About an hour and a half, maybe. It's an hour for one, an hour for three, and the second one's randomly half an hour long. Um, Yeah. So the this dude, the con man in question, his name is Robert Hendy Freeguard. That's the name. I feel like I've heard this name before. I don't know if you have. So and it's kind of like it's a lot, a lot like Tinder. Why Tinder swindler? Tinder swindler. I don't know why I can't say that. No, you have to like sound it yeah. out. <laughs> Where he would like uh, get women under his wing, get them to pay lots of money so that he can have nice things and. Also be with other women at the same time. Very similar, but this happened in like the early 2000s. So he didn't take a take a page out of the Swindler's book. You know what no, I mean? No, yeah. Um, well, he may have done. So there's um, the present day version of this is that he met um, this woman named Sandra and she is... Uh, she was divorced, but they had two kids. And at that point, they were like teenagers. And then she starts dating this dude, David, who turns out to be Hendy Freeberg, or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck his name is. Um, and he like moves in with them. And he says he works in like sales or some shit. But the older boy is like, I don't see him going anywhere. Going to work yeah. anywhere. Um, so it's just lies upon lies. He's like, I got money. Bitch, you don't got money. You got other people's money. Okay. Um, but he, he, what he does is that he comes in, and he pushy lies and lies and lies, and he ends up like putting people against each other, like placing them against. Like um, they made them hate their dad, the daughter. Like he kept saying, using lies. Yeah, he's like he kept saying, like almost like a psychological thing to his daughter or to the daughter. She's like, yeah, but you don't like your dad, right? Um, oh, but your dad's a bad man, right? So he would like say that every day until she believed it. And but his thing, right, was that his one major lie that he told everybody was that he was a MI5 agent. He was a spy. So and people believed it. Yeah, you're not supposed to tell anybody that. You tell we'll me figure. you're a spy. I don't believe. So you. then, aside from that family, uh, uh, another other people that he conned badly was um, this dude John. And at the time, he was in college, and he was going to an agricultural school, and it was, like, one of the big ones, right? Mm-hmm. It was Ivy League, very fancy. And he had um, a friend who supposedly unalived himself, but um, anyway, that's... A whole other you know, story. Yeah. And he had two um, two girls that were friends also, and they were friends with the dude who had died. And this was the time when the IRA, the Irish Republican Army, was, like, doing some bombings in, in the U.K., in London. Yeah. So 
there were like tensions were high between British folks and the IRA. Okay. So, and they assumed that they had they did find a student in that school who was selling weapons like kind of funneling them through London for the IRA and he got in trouble. So like there there it was close to home for them. Like mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. in their school. So when they uh John met our Hendy Freeberg asshole um and he was a barman. He's like, "Hey, can I just like tell you something though? Like I'm not really a barman. I'm undercover. I'm an MI5 agent." And he believed him. He's like, "Yeah, we're Okay. We're I we're, understand now. We're um trying to you know get the ira we know that they're in your college and he's like so why don't you help me by telling me all the license plate like writing down the license plate numbers and the makes and models of all the cars in the parking lot at school so he's like in like getting him to help in in the lie yeah just to like solidify that he is an agent whatever um and he's like you really think your friend killed himself you sure about that? Planting doubt. Yes. So he eventually convinces, he's like, you're not safe. You and your girlfriends, they're not safe, or your oh friends God. that are girls. So they all go on the run. He, t- he like, but he he's like, John, don't tell them anything. Just tell them that you're terminally ill and that you want to spend some vacation time with them right now for a few weeks so that you can live your best life before you die. So these poor girls were like, holy shit, you're going to die. Let's go on vacation. <laughs> So they all flee. Oh Eventually, it come, they, they tell the girls, just kidding. We're running from the IRA. They're after us. Everybody's after us. We're in danger. We need to be on the run. Can you imagine? You, know, you cannot call your family. You cannot. So he, like, persuades 10 years. They were on the run from no one? Yes. They Can you imagine coming back home and being like, nobody was after you this whole time? <gasps> emotional big fucking time and this poor girl susan was missing like but her dad was a fucking man okay like he would make he got her credit card statements so he would print out a big map and he would put pins in all the locations where she put transactions on her card right and he's trying to follow them but they're literally going all over the uk no pattern no whatever like i mean um just england all over and no rhyme or reason so he's like, I know she's alive, but she's still, like, missing. And he doesn't know why. Like, they have no idea why she would call, but everything she would say would be scripted from this fucking Robert Henberg guy or, or Hendy Freeberg, whatever. It'd all be scripted from him, so they can't say anything. Wait, he was there with them? Yes. He convinced them so much that for 10 years, this poor woman and the other one were on the run for 10 years. And the guy, John, he... He said, like, he had gone back to his family's farm and, like, he's like, okay, nothing's happening. No one's following me. And then he would, like, go back to them, but then he would go back to the farm. Can you he's fucking like, imagine the amount of paranoia that was instilled in these people? It's It was so bad, but, and thankfully interviewed in the docuseries with Susan, the one that was, like, on the run with them for 10 years. She was like, I felt in my bones when I, when, like, she was told that, like, the police had found her, thankfully. After the 10 years and she, you know, when she was told the truth, she was like, I felt so, not embarrassed, but like so whatever that my parents weren't going to want me back. I thought that I like completely destroyed those bridges because of all this bullshit over 10 years. They would not want me back. Of course they wanted her back. Yeah. It's their daughter. So, but it's a whole like, 
And then that woman, Susan, is trying to help the two young ch- or the two adult children now whose mom had basically run off with him, which is more modern time. And um, he was so all in like he's just a liar, whatever, with Susan's dad's help and his determination to find his daughter. He like teamed up with Scotland Yard and through all of this, they were able to figure out this man that he was a con man. Because the whole thing is, if they're saying that the heat they're not in trouble because, of course, he's making them say that, right. then they're adults and they can make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. Why are we going to whatever? Um, and it's not kidnapping if they are free to leave because he was like, they were free to leave the whole time. Yeah, no, he's not wrong. Exactly. Oh my God. So you can't arrest somebody for lying. That's where the legality trouble was, and Ugh. that's why it took so long. However, they were able to get him... Uh, uh, originally he was supposed to be in life in jail but he appealed and it passed so he was released and that's when he met this woman susan who has her two kids this woman left her kids when they were like teenagers or pushed them to like move in with her ex-husband and they've never they haven't talked to her in seven years she just like up and left them with robert and so when but when they do reach out to their mom. She's like, I'm with him. I'm happy. And they're trying to tell her, like, this is a con man. Like, they found online. He has a history of being a con man. He was in jail for a little bit. And then this documentary came out. And it said at the end that, um, like, they had seen it. And Sandra supposedly sent them a letter saying that she is not under duress. Oh, my God. She's happy. I was like, that's a lie. So this is happening right now? Like, they're together right now? Yes. Which reminds me a lot of the whole, like, R. Kelly situation. How they wouldn't leave him. Keep sweet and pray. Yeah. Keep sweet and pray and pray, whatever the fuck it's called. Obey him. They're still there? Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, so one of those girls actually did leave R. Kelly. Yeah, I know. But still, no, you're right. Is he in jail now? Oh, girl. Yeah, I think so. But anyway, but it was that whole thing of like, why don't you just leave him? But yeah. they didn't really. It's hard in their situation. They c- kind of couldn't. But in yeah. Sandra's situation, like, she can leave. But he, they, he like drills it into them so much that they shouldn't. And and the so the ex husband of Sandra actually went to their family home because it's it's either empty now or it's up for sale or whatever. So they were in there. And he's like, look at the door. Like, he had a picture of the door, and there was a padlock on their master bedroom on the outside. So either he keep someone in or out. Her. And there was newspaper glued to all the windows in the master bedroom. So he's like, what the fuck went on in this room? But there were no signs of physical abuse on the outside. Yeah, but psychological abuse is so much... He has... Uh, she's another victim. Like, he has many victims, oh. and it's so sad that he's literally destroying lives by his lies just to get money. Like, this is all about money. Does she have money? Yes. Oh, wow. And it, they said that they, like, probably gave him, like, upwards 40 grand, 50 grand, 200 grand, like, money. Because, I think some of those, like, these con artists are, like, the most soulless types of people. Yeah, because Susan, the, the one that, the college girl, she had, like, an inheritance of 200,000 pounds. And he convinced her to give it up. The whole thing? Oh, fuck you, man. She even had to call her parents to persuade her to give her the money. Like, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So Mm. it's, dude fucked up people's lives, and it was no bueno. I don't like it. And this asshole is still free and walking. He's still out there. Mm. And he just looks yucky. 
Why is it always the yucky ones? I don't know. I mean, he may have brown eyes, but I ain't falling for those. You can see the, <laughs> you can see the evil in those eyes. Yeah. Oh. Communists are just fucked up. Like they don't kill anybody, but they still ruin people's lives. And the and like, <laughs> oh god, I don't know. I don't know what's worse, to be honest, a serial killer or a con man. Like I really don't. But because you can't put, you can't really put away a con man. No, it's hard to like get actual evidence that there was wrongdoing. Oh yeah, because it's like they have to literally brainwash you into these things, and then you do it out of your own willingness. Yep. And it's like, how much psychology? How do they know? It's almost like it becomes natural for them that it they don't have to even try. As the years go on, like it's just oh, it's so dumb. It blows it. my mind. I know. Mine because too. it's That's why it was fascinating. My thing is, is like, oh, this is just someone talking you into things. And it's like, yeah, I'm a people pleaser. But you can only talk me into so many things for so long. Yeah. Before I'm like, you know what? I'm fed up of your shit. Like, that's that's where I'm like, and I don't know. Like, did he have any background knowledge of these women or these people that he was conning? I don't believe so. So how the fuck does he even know who to target? He just sees single mom of kids and is like, you know what? This bitch right here. Probably. She's going to need it. I have no idea. I mean, because they don't have his side, so we don't know. We don't know and anything. you're not going to get his side either. We're not, we don't know anything about him. His upbringing, like nothing. Ugh. I yeah. don't like any of that. Yeah, me neither. But the documentary is very good. Highly recommend. It's on Netflix. It's fucking weird. I know. But sadly, not about Metallica, but... No. A douchebag who the puppet master. Fuck and off. How did how do people not see him and be like arrest this man? Like after this documentary because, series comes out. Because how could they? It's like that guy that scammed all those all those colleges. Yeah. That guy went to jail for like a minute and now he's out because he's singing like a fucking canary. Mm-hmm. Trying to rope in everybody else. My computer is getting more damaged by the minute. I can see it from here. All right, well, then that's a good way to, uh, to end this, that's then. That's annoying. I know. So lots, some good, some bad things to go watch, so. Blackbird, for sure, on Black, Apple TV. Don't watch Uma. Um, watch The Puppet Master. And then if you feel like watching Persuasion, then go for it. I'll it. All right. Okay, bye. Bye, guys.